Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go! Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair. He's at the helm and behind the wheel. Therefore, he is steering this great ship in these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to His Hard Line. Today is Thursday, October 14th. Excuse me. Today is Saturday, October 14th, 2023. And you are listening to episode 618. Today we'll be doing a reading out of Job chapter 17. And part B of the show is called Chaos Within Chaos. For my daily disclaimer, I want to clarify that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, a bar lawyer, and I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice, and I do not hold any political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies like the CIA and FBI, and while I am a member of the MGJA, I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. I also want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty, Life Force, Speaking 37, Rusa, and Tactical Civics, or any other organization outside of the Michigan model. 
And do not be fooled by them, folks. They might put out seemingly some good information, but you have to really do your digging because some of these organizations are 501c3s and they are part of the corporation. And some of them actually started by uh, Secret Service, by the way. And I'm not involved with any fraudulent status correcting uh, associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence, or David Strait and Company. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence. And I am not a party to any deep state cult, Freemasons, nor am I one of the many reprobative miscreants who are actively trying to, oh, how shall we say, implode the general general assemblies across this country. Please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational purposes, unless otherwise referenced. So there you go. I hope you all are doing well today so far. It is an outstanding Saturday. I, again, as usual, always saying the wrong date because i that's the one part of my show notes I always neglect to put to correct. But yes, it is October 14th, Saturday, October 14th, 2023. So what we're going to do is we're going to get right into the reading, Job chapter 17, and then we're going to close us out after prayer, and then we'll continue on with part B of the show. It's called Chaos Within Chaos. Okay. Job chapter 17. Again, I'll be reading out of the New American Bible Revised Edition. Okay. Starting with verse 1. My spirit is broken, my days finished, my burial at hand, and surely mockers surround me at their provocation. My eyes grow dim. Put up a pledge for me with you who is there to give surety for me. You darken their minds to knowledge. Therefore, you will not exalt them. For a share of property he informs on friends while the eyes of his children grow dim. I am made a byword of the people. I am one whom people spit. My eyes are blind with anguish and my whole frame is like a shadow. The upright are astonished at this. The innocent aroused against the wicked and the righteous holds to his ways. The one with clean hands increases in strength, but turn now and come on again. I do not find a wise man among you. My day pass by. My days pass by, excuse me. My days pass by. My plans are not are at an end. The yearning of my heart. They would change the night into day. Where there is darkness, they talk of approaching light. If my only hope is dwelling in Sheol and spreading my couch in darkness, if I am to say to the pit, you are my father, and to the worm, my mother, my sister. Where then is my hope, my happiness? Who can see it? Will they descend with me into Sheol? Shall we go down together into the dust? And that is the reading of Job chapter 17. All right. Well, these verses, albeit very short, but these verses, we can you know, see a continuation of Job, who is obviously a man that's facing immense suffering. And he's expressing his deep despair. And he speaks of his spirit being broken, talks about how his days are coming to an end, and that his eyes are growing dim due to the mockery and the provocation of other people. See, Job's words remind us that in our own lives, we also encounter moments of profound sadness and isolation, and we also can feel surrounded by challenges and adversity. 
Yet we need to take a moment to draw valuable lessons from Job's experience because his unwavering faith and his determination to seek answers despite his suffering teach us the importance of resilience and hope in the face of adversity. As we continue to keep down this path of reading the book of Job, we tend to see this consistently. And he asked for a pledge and surety, illustrating the need for support and assurance from those around him. Now, in today's world, it is imperative to reach out and offer support to those who are facing their own challenges and trials. And Job's experience also reminds us of the significance of holding on to our values and principles, even when we're faced with great challenges. The righteous, he tells us in these passages, hold to their way, right? And those with clean hands increase in strength. Now, this teaches us that living a life of integrity and staying true to our moral compass is a source of inner strength and empowerment. Now, might I add to this, it gives us a stronger enabling of being able to help those who need it most. And moreover, Job's plea to turn and find a wise person among his acquaintances speaks to the importance of seeking guidance and counsel in times of trouble. You see, in today's world, we can learn from this by recognizing the value of seeking wisdom from mentors and and good, trustworthy friends, right? Not just any friends, but good, trustworthy friends and those with more experience than we face, you know, than, than, than you know, um, experience when we face difficult decisions or circumstances. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, why I say to drop your pride and to drop your ego. Because those two elements stand in your way always. And because they will always stand in your, your way, if you don't drop it, that is, you'll never be able to humble yourself and be able to seek proper counsel. Job's journey into darkness and despair, contemplating the depths of the underworld, right? Hell, shield, whatever, right? It can it, That resonates for with moments in our own lives when we also feel lost and, you know, we may feel without hope. And even in the darkest moments, Job's story should remind us of the human capacity for resilience and the potential for fighting, finding light amidst the darkness. I mean, when you think about it, it really is a testament to the enduring human spirit. It really is. And so we need to remember that like Job, we will inevitably counter, encounter trials and tribulations in our own lives. Yet in these challenges, we can find an opportunity to strengthen our character, to seek guidance and support, and also discover the resilience that's within us. And just as Job's story teaches us, there is hope even in the darkest of times. And like I said, the human spirit can endure and emerge stronger. Amen to that. So we're going to end this and conclude this section with a prayer. We'll take a quick little break, and then we will be back on the other side for part B of the show, which is chaos within chaos. Dear Heavenly Father, in our moments of despair and darkness, we turn to you with humble hearts, seeking solace and strength. And as we reflect on the words of Job, we are reminded of our own trials and tribulations that we may face in our own lives. And we acknowledge that like Job, we encounter moments of brokenness and isolation and oftentimes a lot of doubt. Father, we also draw inspiration from Job's unwavering faith and resilience. So we ask that you help us in our moments of suffering. Help us to hold fast to our belief in your love and your divine plan for us and grant us the strength to endure challenges with grace and dignity, just as Job did. 
We also pray for the wisdom to seek guidance from those around us, to, to surround ourselves with supportive friends and mentors who, who can help us navigate the storms of life. And let us be open to the wisdom of others so that we may make sound decisions in times of uncertainty. Lord, we also ask for the courage to hold fast to our values and principles, even when faced with adversity. May we, much like Job, we ask that you help us remain righteous in our ways, finding strength in our integrity and our moral compass. So during our darkest moments when hope seems distant, help us find the light that can guide us out of the shadows and remind us that even in the depths of despair, there is hope and the human spirit is capable of enduring and emerging stronger. We offer this prayer in gratitude for the lessons that we can draw from Job's story and for the strength and resilience that your grace provides and may we continue to seek your guidance and remain steadfast in our faith knowing that you are with us in every moment of our journey and furthermore father i also want to send up a special prayer to those who are dealing with illnesses and cancer infertility and we pray for the special intentions of the prayers that are hidden in people's hearts that are unspoken you know those prayers lord help deliver miracles to the people that need it most we pray all these things in your Holy Son's name, Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. So that is what we have for right now. We will take a quick break and we will be back on the other side for part B, chaos within chaos. We are back. All right. This is going to be kind of two shows. Like I said, the part A and part B is going to be merged into one as if it was like a normal live show. Just because, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep a little light today uh, and the time frame. But, uh, you know, I still wanted to do a little something here because coming up this, uh, you know, upcoming week, uh, starting eh, not quite Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm going to be taking at least a three to four day sabbatical away from technology. I want to step away from my phone. I want to step away from my computer. I want to step away from the radio. Honestly, I want to step away from everything technology that has any type of communication with the outside world other than the communication I need directly to my daughter because I just want to know that she's okay. I want to say goodnight to her, stuff like that, because my wife and I, we're just going just a you know, little bit out of town, not too far out, kind of like a staycation. You know, We're not really too far away, but just something for her and I. But overall, the biggest thing is we just kind of need some peace and quiet. You know. So anyways, but... um. Before I guess I get into my little rant, I guess, if you will, um, I thought this was kind of funny. So there was a Southwest airline pilot um, who ended uh, 
who ends the flight by saying, let's go, Brandon. And the CNN uh, people are just irritated about it. <laughs> Listen to this. Southwest Airlines flight from Houston to Albuquerque last Friday. A pilot went on to the public address system and, after discussing visibility and the weather, ended his greeting to passengers with the phrase, let's go, Brandon. That's according to the Associated Press, which coincidentally had a reporter on board. Let's go, Brandon is a tongue-in-cheek reference to the phrase, F. Joe Biden. It all started Southwest Airlines. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. That is absolutely great. I tell you, when you just think it just doesn't get any goofier, it does. It does. So, all right. So, obviously, folks, you know, I tried making yesterday's show light as far as the topics go. Today is going to be light on the time, okay? But our world seems to be engulfed in what appears to be uh, very chaotic events, right? And it's undeniable that the listening audience and, and the listening audience being you and I, right? We, the people. We are left grappling with uh, in a very unsettling truth. See, we're seemingly being manipulated to take sides, much as you know we witnessed during the Ukraine fiasco, and now it's recurring with Israel, right, and Hamas. And while Israel holds a, and I say this kind of tongue-in-cheek in a way, but a special place for some, it's crucial to recall that it has had a complex history Involving the influence of individuals of a certain kind with questionable intentions, striving for, well, global dominance. Uh, let me just go and cut to uh, Bush here. Bush Jr., this scumbag, he's talking about how Netanyahu's job is to protect his country. He's got to do what he's got to do. You're dealing with cold-blooded killers. We'll find out what he's made of. Listen to what Bush says right here. You know, going in the neighborhoods of Gaza is going to be tough. And, you know, he's got a he's got a very seasoned military, but they just called up 300,000 reservists, most of whom probably can't fire a rifle. Uh -huh. And to the extent they'd be put in harm's way, it's going to be awfully difficult on the prime minister. Uh -huh. But he's got to do what he's got to do. I mean, he's uh, you're dealing with cold blooded killers. Uh huh. And you can make all kinds of excuses why they are, but they are. And his job is to protect this, protect this country. And uh, anyway, we'll find out what he's made out of. Yeah, well, you know, I think you're a cold-blooded killer and a scumbag. And uh, I hope you enjoyed your trip to Guantanamo Bay because this definitely certain does, does not look like uh, Bush Jr. But I digress. I certainly digress. Um, yeah, folks, this is, this is the kind of crap I'm talking about. We don't know all the facts about what's going on and lacking concrete facts and evidence. I can honestly say one thing remains certain. Okay. Our military alliance, right? The white hats, but the military alliance, those that surround Trump, right? Those that are actively engaged in executive order one, three, eight, one, eight. Um, again, including those that are aligned with Trump, they are collaborating closely, especially with the United States Space Force, as we talked about a little bit yesterday. And they are the ones collecting all the crucial evidence. See, the creation of Space Force, which is the present, you know, which, you know, holds a presence of the uh, of, you know, part and parcel of the continuity of government um, in the significance of the executive order 13818, you know, a worldwide directive, it targets the individuals and the entities that are involved in crimes against humanity. 
And it all points to a story far more intricate than what mainstream media and independent sources are even providing. So that being said, you know, we really are at the mercy of, of, of anyone who is telling us the whole truth or even part of the truth. You know, there is so much rhetoric and propaganda floating around out there. It's enough to clog all the toilets at Yankee Stadium. I mean, seriously, that's how much bullcrap is out there. And it's vital to comprehend that the complete narrative is concealed from us without a doubt. And for good reason, actually, too, because with military operations, I mean, if, if I didn't make myself clear on this explanation, let me just say it again. With military operations, broadcasters and podcasters will never, ever have possession or the full scope of the information of what's going on with these missions. Only those directly involved, the intelligence, you know, the intelligence community at the top and figures like Donald John Trump. And those who surround him might hold those crucial details, right? They will have that knowledge. Trump himself even emphasized that this situation goes much deeper than we even realize and urging us to exercise caution. See, while biblical perspectives on Israel are, and I would agree, are important, we have to be very wary of falling for any narrative that somewhat even resonates with us. And this isn't to imply that those that we follow are untruthful, but it's a reminder that the details of the military operations will always remain elusive. Never forget that fact. And as we consider the reported destruction in Israel and Palestine, both, right, Hamas, the discrepancy in international response is very glaring. Now, if similar actions were taken by other nations, say Russia with Ukraine, there would be a freaking uproar. You know that, right? And the claim that the attack on Israel was an inside job akin to the historical events like Pearl Harbor on 9-11 should raise thought-provoking questions about the hidden agendas and their consequences. See, at the end of the day, folks, we are confronted with a very stark reality. We lack definitive confirmation, number one. Because as members of a general jural assembly, and might I add jural assembly, when forming grand juries against criminals who have committed crimes against humanity, and as we conduct our investigations within our grand juries, we must rely on factual evidence and not hearsay or speculation. See, this is the foundation of a just and fair society, and we need to keep in mind and remember that innocent civilians of Israel and Palestine are both equally the victims of this war between a bunch of bad guys who are sitting at the top of the upper echelons of both of these countries. So before you start picking sides, you better sit your ass down and really think hard before you start spouting off at the mouth, because I'm telling you right now, there's a lot you're missing. There's a lot that I'm missing. There's a lot that we both are not seeing. You better wait to get all the facts. And if you're somebody out there who's taking sides right away without even getting hard, actual, evidential facts and, and, and wait until all this concludes, you have no business being in the assembly and being on a jury. I'm just going to call it for what it is. Now, while the world seems mired in chaos, it's crucial for us to maintain discernment and seek the truth always, even when it remains elusive. And as responsible men and women, which embody we the people in General Assembly, 
we must be cautious, especially us. We must be cautious and not blindly accept any narrative. Only by focusing on factual evidence can we build a just and even-handed society. And once we succumb to any narrative, regardless of how compelling its exterior may seem, we risk diluting the essence of our own discernment. And it's the moment we compromise our credibility by accepting a story without the full scope of facts. Not only for ourselves, but also for those that we also influence. you got to be very careful. Being behind this mic is a very big responsibility, and I hold it very, very serious. I've always said the power of words is something we should all grasp, for, the, you know, for they carry immense weight. But yet there's still a lot of people out there who just, they don't, they don't, they don't understand that. See, our words can't be just empty sounds that happen to escape our mouths. No, instead, they need to have real substance when we engage in thoughtful conversations. And while I might not always set a flawless example, I will admit, I do my best. I genuinely put in my best effort to ensure that everything I share is reliable info. And when I make a mistake, and you know this, folks, I take responsibility and correct the record. This is why I stress that in our mission to restore our republic, and while we keep our fellow Americans well-informed, we have, and I just said this earlier on part A, when we were doing the reading of Job chapter 17, we must set aside our pride and ego and focus on providing accurate and reliable information because this movement is not for the self-serving, nor is it for those who try to elevate their own status and recognition among their peers. This movement is for the betterment of our country and for serving God's people here in America. Bottom line. Now, over in Wisconsin, I will share this with you because this kind of falls in with the chaos within chaos nonsense that we're seeing displayed out there in public purview. This is this, this audio clip I'm going to play is literally a required curriculum for fourth graders in, superior, in a superior school district in Wisconsin my home state they're teaching nine-year-olds that doctors quote-unquote assign a gender at birth but they could be wrong because you can be trans listen to this garbage nonsense oh hi baby are you a boy or a girl funny you should ask sid one of the first things they check when a new baby is born is what kind of body parts they have they do that to determine a baby's sex most of the time, it's easy to determine, and sometimes it's more complicated. This one has a penis. It's a boy. This one has a vulva. It's a girl. Congratulations. Whoa. Let's hit the brakes, people. The way your body looks on the outside is only part of the story. Huh? What? <sighs> Stay with me, gang. This is important. Hi, little one. Your sex refers to your physical body parts, remember? But there is also something called gender, which is how you feel inside your body and who you know yourself to be. And your gender, how you feel on the inside, doesn't always match the sex you were called when you were born. Okay. Let's say you were born with a penis and you feel like a boy inside. In that case, your sex and your gender match. But what if you were born with a penis and you know you're a girl inside? 
not a boy, then your sex and your gender don't match. Wait, what? All right. I I can't even go on. There's still a minute left of this two minute and 20 seconds worth of audio hell. I'm not even going to subject you guys to this, that, but you get the gen, you get the gist here on this gender confusion video that they're peddling to fourth graders. This is straight up bull crap. What the hell is this nonsense? This is what they're peddling over at a superior school district in Wisconsin. So maybe go find them on Facebook and uh, and raise some hell over there. Mama Bears, where are you? Because I know that we have a group of Mama Bears out there and other uh, independent groups out there of moms that go out there and uh, raise cane here in a lot of these school boards. This is straight bull crap. I, I, I just I can't believe that they they actually make this actual curriculum for 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 fourth grade. Really? And when you think it doesn't get any better um i had to edit this myself because there were so many f-bombs I, I got this off telegram it's only about 50 well i made it a minute long but the original audio was about 50 some seconds long and the post says oh wait hold on let me find it this is this was kind of classic the post was uh liberal white women are such pleasant creatures of society <laughs> this was on sergeant news network um, I had to put this in a, uh, in a, in a video editor and I had to cut out all the swear words and replace it with a sound. You'll know the sound when you hear it. Um, let's just give this a listen to, this is just straight nonsense. Is this a serious question? You're asking me if I truly think that the country is in better place now than it was when Trump was president. Yes, I do. Of course I do. And of course, Biden has spent much of his time cleaning up the that your fat president, Nimrod, stupid criminal, did to damage the country for so many years. And we're still cleaning up. Not only are we cleaning up governmentally and policy wise, but we're cleaning up the streets because you racist keep everything, shooting everybody and basically being prejudiced about against anybody who doesn't look like your white skin and blue eyes. So do I think this country is in a better place than it was when Trump was president? A, yes, I do. You cannot change my mind. Don't even try because the facts are there. Do some research, factual research, not opinion now, facts. <laughs> we have losers. We have losers. I don't need anybody's money. It's nice. I'm really rich. Oh, man. I, I absolutely thought that was amazing. I mean, it, it, and these people vote? I mean, these people really vote. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Yeah, but Trump, you know, this lady was being rude first. I mean, she was just dogging on you, you know, for being a America first uh, kind of guy, you know. Um, what do you say to that? You are fake news. Go ahead. <laughs> I would agree. This lady is definitely fake news. This lady, man, I tell you, she is off her freaking rocker. Um, just it just outstand it's just outstanding the mental lunacy and, and, and just how far people's cheese has slid off their cracker these people are nuts i mean and these people have driver's license to to motor around with the rest of us motoring public out there on the public roadways really i honestly i'd much rather feel i'd actually feel safer with a um a kamikaze terrorist with a bomb strapped to his chest than than being on the same roadways as this lunatic.
I, and I'm not even kidding. This lady looks like a straight up psycho. But, you know, that's the liberal left for you. And this is probably going to be part of the five to nine percent of the people that will never wake up when all this disclosure and everything finally comes out wide into the open. She's still going to sit there. Nope, I don't believe any of this. Go check your effing facts. Because I'm a blue haired lib. Here's another audio piece. I like this skit. I found this. Uh, it's about a minute and 21 seconds long. Um, this guy plays like multiple people in this skit, but he's, in my opinion, I think he's dropping some straight up facts. In fact, this crazy white liberal lady can actually uh, listen to some of these facts right here. Wow, it's so sad what's happening in the Middle East. We need to support Israel by donating to them. Believe me, your tax dollars are already supporting them. What do you mean? Would you want to provide support for people who broke into your house, removed some of your family members, made you live in a bathroom while they occupied the rest of your house? Can y'all stop speaking in code? Just look into the Balfour Declaration, which pretty much justified the colonization of Palestine, which also led to the Rothschild state of Israel. After acts of genocide and ethnic cleansing, of course. Now, Palestine is occupied by Zionists who have a massive influence over the world, making you see the perspective that they want you to see. Mm, that sounds pretty anti-Semitic. Let's get this straight. Anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism are two different things. Judaism is a religion that wants to uphold the Mosaic law, such as thou shalt not kill, while Zionism is a nationalist movement that wants to preserve the land of Israel. That's right. Big difference. But Zionism was founded off of Judaic principles, right? The Jews, true to the Torah, never aspire to have their own state. The truth is, Zionists weaponized Judaism just to justify colonial endeavors such as expelling Palestinians and lowering the Arab majority across the land. So you're telling me we've been gaslit into supporting the oppressors? Growing up is realizing the ones the media makes the... Yep, ain't that crazy, though. Ain't that crazy. You know, and I have a funny feeling that audio never did complete. Hold on a second, because I think I might have hit some by accident. Hold on. Yep. I Let me re go back to the last few seconds of that. ...to have their own state. The truth is, Zionists weaponized Judaism just to justify colonial endeavors, such as expelling Palestinians and lowering the Arab majority across the land. So you're telling me we've been gaslit into supporting the oppressors? Growing up is realizing the ones the media makes the hero is really the villain. Yeah, I guess that was it. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I thought I hit something by accident. But yeah, that you know, that's exactly it. People have no idea exactly who is behind these governments. It's not to say that the people of Israel or the people, right, the civilians of of Palestine, that's not to say that they're bad. Okay, it's just like Canada, right? Even though parliament up there in Canada literally gave a standing ovation for a Nazi uh soldier who fought against the Russians back during the World War, does not mean that the Canadian people at large are bad people. No, the people are just like us. We are subject to an oppressive shitbag government that is ran by a bunch of elitists and, you know, puppeteers about above those elitists. And so what makes you think Israel and Palestine are any different? There is a deep state in all of these countries. And guess what? They're getting brought, you know, they're getting taken down. I guarantee you they're getting taken down again. I don't have any, I'm not privy to any special information, but my guess is because of executive order 13818, a lot of these scumbags are getting taken down, but we don't know the full facts and the range of what is actually happening over there. But what you can do is try to educate yourself and figure out, okay, well, who was the deep state that tried running these countries over there? Does this have anything to do with them? More than likely, yes. 
Oh, I tell you, folks, I tell you, there is just, it's just, it's, it's too much. It's just absolutely too much. So anyways, I think that's all we're going to be doing for today. Um, I don't really want to go too much further just for the simple fact that, you know, um, I just want to enjoy my evening. Um, I'm going to play some horses with my daughter. So we're going to do all that. So that's going to be nice and fun. Uh, but uh, I really hope that you all have a, you know, a fantastic day, a fantastic afternoon, you know, and I'm sure we will uh, we will see you back here. Well, let's see. Today's Saturday, right? So, yeah, we'll do a show tomorrow. We'll do a show Monday and probably more than likely I'll do a show on Tuesday. Maybe. Actually, hold on a second. Tomorrow's Sunday. There's a high likelihood tomorrow, if I do a podcast tomorrow, it's going to be a uh, an audio drop recording. It won't be a live because I do have a conference call to be on tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, it won't be. Yeah, just trying to think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So anyways, but uh, if not tomorrow, I think we'll do a live on Monday evening. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your weekend. And we'll see you back here, if not tomorrow, Monday. But... Look out for the audio. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show.
Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time.